Greetings and welcome to the Audio Tidbits Podcast Network. We hope you enjoy the show. I am struck by how often I am confronted with what I have come to think of as the taking sides dilemma. Either President Trump is a good guy who deserves our support and confidence or is a bad guy who we should fear and distrust. Either immigrants are merely harmless people looking for a better life or are dangerous thugs and potential terrorists who are a threat to our families and communities. Either unrestricted access to guns is a benign, constitutional imperative or is the underlying cause of mass shootings and random violence. Make your choice and then take the side you know is right. We are thoughtful, logical, reasonable people who are not mindless side takers. We are open-minded take care to consider all perspectives and aspects before making decisions and judgments, and base our choices and conclusions on facts and a clear grasp on reality. We don't reflexively take sides. Rather, when we take sides, truth, logic, and a firm understanding of conditions and situations guide where we stand. How well does that work for you? I hope it's working better for you than it is for me. I struggle with figuring out what is true, what is real, and what does, and doesn't matter. Even if I'm sure that something definitely matters, my struggle isn't over. It's not yet time to take sides. I also have to assess just how much it matters in relationship to everything else that matters. Taking sides and knowing which side to take would be much easier if we could limit ourselves to our direct experiences. It still would not always be easy but we would at least be basing our choices on personal knowledge. Unfortunately, our world no longer works that way, if it ever did. Most of our side-taking is based on past influences and current circumstances over which we have little control and limited understanding. Most of what we know and think we know about the world we live in comes from others who are getting their knowledge from others who are getting their knowledge from others. Which side we choose to take comes down to who we choose to believe, or does it? Who do we believe? Quite often, it doesn't matter all that much who we choose to believe. This is especially the case when most everyone is saying approximately the same thing. A huge hurricane came ashore in North Carolina. North Korea has an atomic bomb. Unemployment in the United States is at or near an all-time low. Many of our roads and bridges are in urgent need of repair or replacement. There may be some dissenters but the majority view is compelling. Side-taking becomes much more difficult when we get conflicting reports, opinions, perspectives, and opposing understandings of events, conditions, circumstances, and the people associated with them. The atmosphere at the White House is or is not chaotic. Congress is or is not effective. The risk of global warming is or is not overrated. Tariffs are or are not good for the economy. Pick most any local, state, or national issue, and we quickly see that opposing views and opinions are rampant. When I put it that way, it seems that most of us would have trouble taking sides, so many problems, so many issues, so many possible choices. I'm not sure whether it's human nature, habit, indifference, or some kind of rational reductionism, but most of us will use our default decision template, our standard fallback position. That means we will stand with the side we have always stood with, continue believing what we already believed, trusting the sources we have come to trust.
we simply adopt the views, opinions, and perspectives of those whose side we have taken in the past. There is another dimension to this. Again, I don't know whether it's human nature, habit, indifference, or some kind of rational reductionism, but once we have taken sides, and particularly when we have taken sides with the person or group, we go all in. Whatever that person or group believes or thinks is certainly right, and good. Anyone who disagrees is just plain wrong. Eventually, the factions solidify and conflict and divisiveness predominates. Unfortunately, this has turned into business as usual in our communities, and in our country. When we ask ourselves who we should believe, falling back on our default decision template is where we will start, whether we want to or not. It's probably not possible to do otherwise. So are we permanently stuck with our default thinking and perspectives? I suspect we mostly are. We likely do not have the time and mental energy it would take to get unstuck, assuming we wanted unstuck. Our defaults have served us rather well to this point. That's why they are our defaults. Before I focus specifically on truth and lies, let me make one suggestion. Our default decision template is a safe and comfortable place for most of us. We are confident in the correctness of our views, opinions, and perspectives. We value being right. My suggestion is to spend some time wondering why the people and groups who don't use our template think we are wrong and they are right. They are as smart, as wise, and as thoughtful as we are. So why do they conclude that they are right, and we are wrong? What makes their decision template work for them? I'm pretty sure that this exercise won't change our views and opinions, but I'm equally sure it will probably change our perceptions of the other people and groups. That by itself may be a good thing. Who's truthful? Who's lying? Before I wrap this up, I want to spend some time thinking about what has become a major issue. Daily, I hear in the news about someone being accused of dishonest, inappropriate or even criminal behavior. The person being accused categorically Dennis having said or done what he or she is accused of doing or saying. His or her accuser is equally adamant that what they have said is true. The accusation quickly reduces to side-taking. Both sides then accuse the other side of lying. Which side should we take? Of course, we could pick a side based on our default decision template. We probably lean one way or the other if we are candid with ourselves. Taking the accuser's side is usually based on two sub-beliefs. First, we believe that the person wouldn't have made the accusation were not true. Second, we are open to believing that the person being accused may well have said or done what he or she is being accused of saying or doing. If we take the side of the person being accused, we likely believe that the accuser would lie about it and that the person being accused is not lying about it and would not have said or done what he or she is accused of anyway. Here is the point I want to make. We are told that the person being accused is innocent until proven guilty. We should assume that he or she did not do or say what he or she is being accused of until proof is forthcoming. My point is that if we hold that standard for the person being accused and denying it, we should also hold it for the person being accused of lying when he or she accused the other person. If liars are entitled to the benefit of the doubt, the entitlement is a two-way street. When we take sides, and we likely will, clear proof is unlikely. 
I'm only suggesting that we try to stay open to the possibility of guilt or innocence on either side. Both the accuser and the accused need to do better than pointing fingers and calling the other side liars. That brings me to a simple conclusion. When tempted to take sides, whatever the issue, we need to be aware of our default template, avoid letting the issue reduce for us to who is and who isn't lying, and spend some thought time considering why reasonable people would not want to use our default template, why they think we have it wrong. Music by Kevin McLeod.